All right, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Glap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paolo. And before we start today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsors. So you know, I keep forgetting to thank them. So I just want to give you know give them the time that they deserve. So thank you again to Derm Nature, to Maskin Mormonilla, and to Swagat Indian Cuisine. So you know, happy Pride Month to everyone. So today's episode is going to be my last episode for the Pride Month um theme, no, for the month of June. And we have a very special guest. This person is actually based in Australia, and they were able to, you know, give us some of their time, you know, to discuss um, their, you know, their experiences, their life, and all these things. So we're very grateful for that. But uh, again, you know, before we start the episode, for those who are new to here and are listening or whatever, if you have any questions for our guests, you know, you can just comment them down below, and we'll do our best to get to your questions. Now, so our guest for today. Is someone from the you know a different side of the spectrum when it comes to LGBT because as we know the LG the letters in LGBT stand for sorry excuse me different um I guess um identities now there's L for lesbian uh, G for gay B for bisexual etc so this person actually is non-binary and they were a general manager chief creative officer is also an actor performer social and LGBTQIA plus advocate activist and educator so welcome to the podcast for the very first time uh dax carney hey dax hi guys how are you i'm glad to be here how are you paolo i'm good so dax like i said thank you so much for being here i know the time difference is a bit uh crazy uh but yeah before we start no dax so i usually ask my guests to you know introduce themselves but more of tell us something about yourself that not a lot of people may know I mean something so, fun, not not something, something sad or anything. <laughs> a lot of people may know. Well, if you've met me before and you've known me, people always wonder what I did for a living. So back home in Manila, I was a I was heading an agency, an integrated marketing agency. So I actually had a day job. People just assumed I was partying every night, but I actually had a job. And um, yeah, and I'm also a actor, like. Uh, professional actor and uh like method like i studied method and i i'm really <laughs> really good <laughs> what else um i've done a lot of things in my life like most like like even women I'm kidding. <laughs> so i don't know what else to say <laughs> my life is okay me, <laughs> and i will answer straight up all right, so um, for those who may have questions for Dax later on about other stuff, you may ask them that down in the comment section. So Dax, uh, like what I mentioned, uh, uh, for the, for this month of June, I dedicated all the episodes to be about the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And like what I was telling you before we start the episode, I feel that uh, people who are non-binary don't really hear their stories as much. And, wow. I, and you know, there could be many reasons why. Maybe one... Um, I guess they're not as prominent in terms of being featured in, you know, like media, etc. Right, as compared yeah. to the other letters. But I guess I want to ask, if you don't mind me asking you this question, Dax. Like, when you were growing up, when did you realize that you are non-binary? Because when I oh speak God. to other members of the community, especially those who are transgender, they always tell me that they have like two coming out stories. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had this guest. Her name is Albion. I think she was a guest like three weeks ago. She's currently, I mean, she's a transgender woman, but she first came out as a non-binary person. So I wanted to ask you, um, 
if it's okay for you to you know to tell us when did you realize that you're actually non-binary it's it's it was very it's technically fairly recent it's you know i can't remember exactly when but it was fairly recent like in the last five six years so it is true that most people have two coming out stories, especially, for example, in my case, my first coming out was technically not a coming out, it's pretty much wildly known coming out as a gay man. <clears throat> and then having that whole journey of understanding yourself, understanding how you want to present, how you want to be seen, then I eventually came out as being a non-binary uh, gender queer person. So, uh, so technically, um, I would describe myself in terms of uh, gender and identity. I would always say I'm a non-binary trans feminine person, meaning I don't identify as a man or a woman, but I express myself in a very feminine way, in a very womanly way. Excuse me. So yeah. So basically that. Okay. So like with that one, uh, you mentioned that you 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 know you are a uh, non-binary uh, feminine person, right? And you mentioned that it's not really about being a man or a woman because I guess you know because of society, right? Uh, they always believe that there are only two genders: it's either a man or a woman, and that's it, right? But nowadays. There's what you call like the third gender, which I guess technically could be, you know, non-binary, non-binary, and these other. Well, yeah. First, I don't subscribe with the thought of having a third gender because when you say you have a third gender, there's a first gender, and there shouldn't even be a hierarchy of genders. So, being uh, not the non-binary trope is technically under the trans umbrella. So when you're a person who don't identify with the gender or you were assigned with as the birth, so I'm not sure if your listeners are aware of this or even you that so uh, being assigned a boy or a girl that's assigned for you, you didn't choose that. So that's yeah. what you were born with. So once you grow up and you do not identify with identify with the gender that you're assigned at birth, then um, you're technically already trans, all right? You're under the trans umbrella. So uh, under the trans umbe- umbrella, some people will contest me on it, but um, this is what I have read in this, uh, the research I've done, is that under the trans umbrella, you have your trans men, you have your trans women, and everything in between those two polar binary opposite falls under the non-binary. Because... If you deduce linguistically what non-binary means, it's not I or it's not a one or a zero. So anything in between. So there's a lot of non-binary people, gender queer people, gender fluid people, um, demi boys or uh, actually demi boys are technically still demi boys or demi girls. Um, anything that is not a woman or a man in terms of sexual identity and. Um, that's technically non-binary, not within the non-binary trope. So it's a very, very wide spectrum. Um, and going back to the story, and that was my struggle when I was trying to figure out, because back home, um, when I started to be trans-feminine presenting, feminine presenting, people just assumed I was a woman. 
I was a trans woman. And it was tough because uh, in a sense that, it, it was such a sense that, because people are telling me that already using those, she, uh, she, her pronouns, addressing me as a woman, treating me like a woman, but I still do not see myself as a woman, even though I look like one. So that's when I did my research and digging and reading that I actually identify as non-binary. So a person might present as a man or might present as a woman because that's what they're comfortable with, but still do not identify with that gender. Does that does that make any sense? Okay, so I kind of get the I kind of get the logic, right? We're in you don't really see yourself as either, right? But um, okay, I'm gonna sound like a super boomer sure. right now. We're here uh, to learn. So, please, so please don't kill me or anything. Are but you you know, um, because he, he, like what I mentioned to you offline, right before you started mm-hmm. the episode, when it comes to the L until the T for LGBT, I get everything there. You know, lesbians are women, whether cis or trans, who like other women. Period. Um, gay, you know, the gay people, whether again transgender men or men like other men, um, yeah. bisexuals like both men and women, transgender are transgender people. But sorry, the, the reason why I'm, I, I guess I'm having a bit of difficulty understanding is like you mentioned that you don't see yourself as either, right? I do not identify, yeah, you don't identify, right? So I'm just wondering, like, so. So when it comes to the whole, yeah, sorry, I know it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's better to ask than to assume. Always, that's the always yeah. the rule. So, I know you've heard about Soji, but Soji is a very important liftoff point in understanding things like this. So, what is Soji? You have your sexual orientation, meaning who yeah. do I like. Yeah. You have your gender identity, meaning how do I see myself and gender expression, which is how do I want people to see me? How do I express myself rather? So gays are usually, their sexual orientation is homosexual. Their gender identity is usually cis, right? Yeah. They identify with the gender they were assigned at birth and their expression, um, can be uh, different, depends. Th- th- does that make sense? So, like, yeah, but I guess, yeah, sure, so for sorry. example, me, I'm technically, if we're going to be nitty gritty about it, I am androsexual, meaning I like men. Okay. But my sex, that's my sexual orientation. My gender identity is non binary, meaning I do not identify as either a man or a woman. And then my gender expression would be trans feminine. Why trans feminine? Because I was not, I wasn't born biologically a man, but I wanted to present as a woman. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's the same way, like, people, it doesn't, this is the thing that people need to understand that not, it doesn't mean that I want to present this way. It's this how I want to be identified. That's how I see myself. All right. Expression is how I want to express it. It's like, it's like, let's put it in a way, like when I'm angry, expressing myself loudly, that doesn't mean 
that I identify as an angry person. Yeah. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Yeah. That's <laughs> actually that's the, the, the part that I'm struggling with is I mean I completely get that, right? I mean yeah. um I get that you know you could be a transgender person but still like um for example if you're a transgender woman yeah. you could still like let's say girls or boys. It's just more of struggling the, the part that I'm a bit strong in understanding is more of where you say that you don't identify yourself as either gender. Because again, no, like, look what I mentioned. I grew up very um, old school, right? Where, and again, there's only two kinds of genders. So I'm just wondering that since you don't identify as either, like, how does that, like, sorry, sorry, let me try to collect my thoughts. No, right? no, no. It's more of like, okay, so if you don't see yourself as either, then... Like, what does that mean exactly? Like, it means okay, that, do you mean that you only see yourself as a person, but that's it? Or, I mean, you, you, you get right so. this move, right? No, I get it. I get it. First, in terms of gender identity, yeah, the, the most important factor with that is the person. Everybody else doesn't matter. I don't care how, what, what you see, because how I identify is my business. Yeah. So if I, because for, for example, in my case, let's say my journey is like, I'm definitely not a man. Let's say, just for example, down the road, I don't know. I may realize that I'm actually a transgender woman. But right now, at this moment, I don't see myself as a woman. So, But I'm not a man. Does that mean I do not exist? <laughs> but I'm here. Does that make sense? No, so, it, no it's just more of, I guess... So for me, uh, for me personally, I just see myself as Dax, which is a very solid, um, a solid uh, sense of self, and and that grounds you. It's it, it what keeps you moving. If you do not know who you are, then how else can you express yourself? How else can you love another person? So yeah, like. If a person tells you that I'm non-binary, take it. Okay, cool. If you're confused about it, learn, but it shouldn't bother you. Yeah. So it's, it's not giving you a pain or whatever. So I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, me personally, I'm not trying to be like the defensive player of the no, year. No, it's just more of like for me, uh, and, I tell, and I always tell this to my friends because I have um, old school friends who are like, can you explain to me what LGBT is, you know, LGBTQIA? And they say, oh, L is for this, G is for whatever, whatever. Yeah. Then they say, so then I try to explain, because again, like what I told you, I'm not really too educated when it comes to yeah. the other letters, right? Yeah, so like, there are people who identify as neither man nor woman, so they're non-binary. Then I, can you explain that? And I said, I, told, I said, I was like, dude, honestly, I have no idea how to explain it to you, but at the end of the day, let's just respect if their pronouns are they, them, just call them they, them, or yeah. it's, let's uh, he, she, her, go ahead, he, him, yes. go ahead. I mean, for as long as they're not, you know, hurting anyone and stuff. So I guess like with that, now, like you're saying that, um, for us, like, sorry, you were saying a while ago that you shouldn't be bothered if a person's non-binary or something like that. And actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I guess it's because I'm not too familiar with non-binaryism, I guess. But I didn't even know there was like a quote-unquote um, phobia for non-binary people. I only learned it last Monday that there is a word for that. Because yeah, like there's like homophobia, transphobia. It's NB. 
And it's, it's again, it roots back to people are afraid of things they do not understand. If yeah. you see a dude in makeup, but still walks like a dude, but wears a corset and down the street, and if you're like from the fucking 50s and you see that, like, what the fuck is that? An abomination. At the end of the day, that is not your business. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I understand the confusion and people wanting to know more, but then research. Don't judge. Yeah. Learn it. What's because because like being non-binary is like the whole spectrum, everything in between within the trans umbrella. That's why there's no end in but there's queer. Queer probably is the closest to being non-binary. Queer is a bit more blah, it's a bit more everywhere. That's the LGBTQ Q is queer. Yeah. So that's Actually, like in terms of a visual representation, a visual, okay guys, and a visual representation. Most likely, and, and the more on a more common knowledge kind of sense, it's queer. Um, but again, at the end of the day, you can look whatever you want and identify as non-binary, and it's still valid. Um, yeah. Right now, there's a lot of non, well, in the Western TV and like shows and 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 series, there are like a, a couple of non-binary characters, but oh. they're still trope, which which is. A non-binary person looks androgynous. You're not sure yeah. if they're a man or a woman. Yeah. But not everyone is like that. And they're still... For example, me, probably now, if, like, not right now, because I'm not all glammed up wearing makeup or wearing, like, going out clothes, I look a bit more androgynous just to hide my hair like this or whatever. But either way, I still identify as non-binary. And it gives me my sense of self. So, but can I ask though? Because I was doing some research regarding this. I actually, um, one thing I realized uh, when researching about the community is the first thing I always Google is what not to ask blank people. Yeah. So yeah. what not to ask? Let's say gay people, transgender people, lesbians, etc. And when I googled that, the one of the first search results I saw was what not to ask an androgynous person. So is being androgynous and non-binary the same thing? Androgynous is more of expression. So I can be, I can identify as non-binary and express myself androgynously. Does that make sense? But yeah, I'm and so that means you could be, you could be straight like, and be androgynous as well. Yeah, exactly. I can be straight, but express. I've known a lot of straight, there's straight people who express themselves femininely, but they're still like women. But they identify as straight. Yes. So it's like a Sudoku of things. So um, androgynous people, uh, being androgynous is a bit more of an expression rather than an identity. Yeah. Uh, but if they say they're non-binary, they can choose to express themselves androgynously. Okay. So with that one, Dax, I wanted to, to ask you know, like in your, in your, um, you know, in your life. Right, I guess because you mentioned that you only came out as non-binary very recently, yeah, but have you ever experienced any um, discrimination because of being non-binary? Not really for being non-binary, more of like being trans-feminine rather okay. than non-binary. Because non-binary is a bit more internal; it's a bit for yeah. me. So you wouldn't know I'm non-binary for all you know. Yeah, I, 
I identify as a trans woman and express myself trans femininely. So that that nobody has they don't know until they ask. So not really for being non-binary, more of being transgender. Okay, and if you don't mind me asking though, because I guess since you know you yeah. are non-binary, but you express yourself as trans feminine. Yeah. Uh, when you experienced that kind of discrimination, was it when you were still in Manila or that you're um, I was I was lucky because I would tell you this story that in Manila, since I I had some sort of um, I knew the right people and um, people who can make things move and stuff, <laughs> and like I never experienced that. Not even the big clubs. Like I would wear whatever I want, but since they know me, they're like whatever. I never did. The first time I experienced a trans aggression was already here in Australia. It was it's so weird. It's the first time I did it. I, I not did it. I, I experienced it. it was here. Uh, in Manila, again, I acknowledge the privilege in terms of position I had. So what I did was I was I was there for my trans kids who were going through it. But yeah, like for example, here in Manila, no, here, yeah, which is weird, right? So weird. Yeah, because you would think um, Australia is more progressive, I guess, in terms I of. In a sense, in certain cities, but you know, people are gonna be dicks no matter where they're from, and there will still be dicks everywhere. So, yeah. So, when it comes to that, um, in Australia, would you say that there's a big um, community there in terms of this, you know, that side of the spectrum? Oh, dude, it's the, most of the gay people I meet here are not even gay gay people I meet, like, physically, are identified as non-binary. It's, like, it's ingrained even in the social systems and, like, in the forms and issues. You will have here uh, uh, a salutation. You can choose Mr., Miss, or MX for non-binary people. Yeah. So it's pretty advanced. That's pretty progressive. It was. It is. That's why I was, like, I was even, like, so jealous because, like, I wish there was stuff like this in Manila, because like when I got here, like and when I was filling out forms, I actually got a a, a card from uh, a medical place that has MX. So it's acknowledged, and um, yeah, I wish Manila had it because but here it's it's, it's a bit more forward. So yeah. Well, I think it will take the Philippines maybe twenty more years to <laughs> to to get well, to reach. Well, I was actually trying to do this non-binary coalition before, like a year ago. I think it was a year ago. I was talking to Jan Lee and people from Love Yourself to to do it because, like, I was so jealous. And it was the same time that Vice Ganda came out as non-binary. So it was, like, a perfect time to do it, but still, it was still COVID and stuff like that. So it got halted. So let's see. So, okay, since you mentioned Vice Ganda, do you know what Vice Ganda's pronouns are? Because I have no idea. Um, she, uh, uh, actually, on some of her interviews, she, she doesn't care what pronouns she used. Yeah. He, he, they, but he, but they came out as non-binary. Like, on TV, national TV, I'm actually non-binary. So I'm neither a man or a woman. But I guess 
they're pretty much like me, like non-binary but trans feminine, a bit yeah. leaning more on the feminine side. Yeah. So with that one, though, like when you, because okay, so may I ask, when you came out as non-binary, were you already in Australia or were you still in? Manila? I, was in Manila. I was in Manila still. I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was like four years ago. Okay, so let's just say okay. So you're still in Manila, uh, and when you did come out as non-binary, did was there any kind of um, I guess conf- Sorry, I don't know confusion is the right word, but was there any confusion from the end of you know your your friends, your family? About not really. No, no, not really. I posted it. I just literally posted it on my Instagram, and then people were just like very supportive, and they even shared it, and they were like, "Oh my god, yeah." So. Um, a lot more people, a lot, a lot of other people when they came out as non-binary, just basically addressing me with the non-binary pronouns and salutations, and no, nothing, nothing really dramatic. Because <laughs> again, you're it's uh, being non-binary is a bit more focused on your sense of self, and at the end of the day, your sense of self is nobody else's business but yourself. So yeah. Well, so a, a friend of mine asked me, like, if it's my new birthday or if I'm going to put up, use a new name. He was like, that's how trans people do it, right? When they come up with a trans, they change their names. It's their new you birthday. And I'm like, nah, I'm still Dax. I think I've always been non-binary. I just wasn't aware of it. You know, so I'm not changing technically who I am. I'm just realizing that, oh, shit, this is who I am. Because it was tough, like it was so hard. When, like, I didn't like what I was. Like, the body dysmorphia is real, man. Like, I didn't know what I was looking at. What the fuck am I looking at? And then when everything, when I realized I was not binary, everything just fell into place. It's like, why do I like girl clothes and looking like a girl? But I don't want to be a woman. I just looking like looking like one. I don't identify with that. And I'm not definitely a man because, like, I'm horrible. I look sh- like shit as a man. So that's when I'm like, oh shit, I'm non-binary. And then everything makes sense. Like, oh, that's why I do this. Oh, that's why I like that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah. And it's true. And it's true. Like, once you get a more solid sense of self, it ties in together. So can I ask you, um, because you mentioned about body dysphoria, right? Uh, I guess if it's okay with you, how could you describe it to someone like me who doesn't experience that because again right i'm a regular cisgender dude oh. who's straight. um i guess the only part of my body i don't like is that you know i want to lose a bit of weight but that's not close enough to what body dysphoria is right so i guess for, for those who may not understand what body dysphoria is like what's a good way of explaining body dysmorphia is basically you hate you don't feel like it's your body you hate what you see like I remember early in college, because I was way thinner. It's like, like cause that's what you are when you're, you're like teens, right? And I really thought I was ugly, because what I was looking at, I thought that person was ugly. I didn't like it. So people will tell me like, "No, you're actually kind of a good-looking bloke." Blah blah blah. Like girls will tell me like, "You're actually foggy." Blah blah blah. And then. People would hit on me and I would just take it wrongly because like, what the fuck are you talking about? What I don't see that at all. Like, no matter what I did, I just hated what I saw. It's just like, fuck this. Like, I didn't think 
people would be interested in me. So even when people were, I thought they weren't. And I, I didn't think I deserved love because I was I, like, who would love that? And it sounds so melodramatic and cheesy, but oh, it sounds awful. It's 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 true. That's how you really feel. And like, I remember the only time that I liked myself was when I was looking like a woman, and then I was like, "Fuck, am I a trans woman? Is this who I am?" Because I like what I'm looking at when I look like a girl, and I'm like. I don't want to be. I'm sure I don't. I right now at that point, I'm like, I don't want to be a woman. I don't want to lose my dick, man. I love my dick. I love getting blown. I love it. Like I don't want to lose that. I don't want to have a vagina, but I like looking like a woman. So what am I? Imagine going through that, and, but and thinking about that shit while you were still figuring out who you are and. Trying to figure out the world and your place in the world where you don't even like yourself. And it's a lot of things. So when I realized, like, fuck, am I non-binary? Then when I realized that, that, oh, shit, there is actually people who identify as non-binary. So this is not a unique thing. People are actually like this. People go through this. And there are a billion, like, not a billion, there's a billion. Like a lot of people in the world who live their lives as a non-binary person. And knowing that thought was like, all right, gave me a different perspective. And I saw the world in a whole new lens. And it really changed even how I carried myself, how I presented myself, how would I would talk to people, even in business and like running companies or meeting this other like people or like I was more confident because I knew who I was. And once you know who you are, that, nobody can take that away from you. No one. As much as nobody can give you that, you have to really just find it out for yourself. That's why cis people, cis straight people are so lucky because they don't have to go through that figuring out. Like, okay, I was born a man, I identify as man, and I like women. Boom. Good. And then I can now focus on the other aspects of themselves. While people from the community have to go through this rigorous, tedious trudge of figuring out themselves first before they can move on to the other aspects of their lives, like their career, their friendships, their family, their love, whatever. Yeah. So can I ask you, Dax? I think this is going to be a very personal question, and you don't need to answer it if, if you're not comfortable. Yeah. But why do you think you were so, like when you started dressing more femininely, right, and, you know, growing your hair and all these things, why do you think that clicked in your, with yourself? Like, why do you think you felt that, you know, I, 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 I like what I see here when, when I'm more feminine? You wouldn't, and you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know until you see it, man. Like, you wouldn't get it. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know this is a thing that you would like, you know? Because like, imagine yourself as a child and you, you, you don't know what your favorite foods are yet until you try them. Yeah. I wouldn't know like, ah, I fucking love cultivated, bitch. Like this is my thing. But it's the same thing with that. If I wasn't doing theater and doing makeup, just because I had to, 
And I, when, if I didn't have to play roles as a woman in a play and saw myself as a woman or a bit, a bit more feminine, I wouldn't even consider it. If my friend who saw me uh, dressed as a, a woman didn't tell me, like, you look good as a woman, I wouldn't even thought of it. So it's not really a clicking of, there's a logical reason why I feel good at looking like a woman. No, I just like it. it means that, it's just what that you feel. Good. Yeah, so just like being gay, like, dude, this is the one thing that I really hate about like stupid people when they're like, you chose to live that. Like, bitch, if I can choose something, I'll choose to live myself as a cis straight white man. I would have less problems in the world. You know, this is not a choice. This is something I really have to live with. Actually, you know, I in this pro in this podcast, I had um, I'm sure you know there was an election in the Philippines recently, right? Yep. And I had one presidential candidate and one vice presidential presidential candidate who were here. And um, how do I say it nicely? They're very conservative. No, fuck those people. Let's just let's just say they're very conservative in a not in a negative way. Like right. I remember, I remember um, I was asking them like you know if if we were elected, would you allow you know same sex marriage and all these things? And I'm not really sure or remember how the conversation went there, but they started talking about the gay gene and how it doesn't exist or whatever. And I'm gonna be honest with you, like. That's I don't really know much about the gay gene or whatever, but I do know that people have feelings, right? I mean, we all are born different. We like different things. I mean, yes, we're both humans, but, you know, I may like cheesecake. You may not like cheesecake, exactly. right? It's just how we're built, right? Yeah. But uh, I remember uh, when I was asking them that, and they're like, no, the gay gene doesn't exist. You know, they choose to be like that. And when I talk to people, and like you right now, you said that, you know what, if I were able to choose, I'd be a, a straight person. Actually, most of them just simply said straight person. They didn't even mention Caucasian or whatever. Like, I would just I would be a straight person. Here in Australia, so I would love to be a straight sister. But imagine if I was a straight man, given the skills that I have, I would be earning fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars a month already. I've been living the fucking life. I'll be fucking all the girls. You know that? It's easy. You know? But no. If I can choose, I would choose not to be this. Because it's either this or death. Because I won't be able to live with myself. Because I would hate it. And why would you stay, stick with someone you hate? Right? And if it's yourself, well, how do you escape yourself? But death. That's why a lot of gay trans people kill themselves because of stupid comments like that. Because like what Christians, especially Christians and Catholics, need to understand their belief is not the world standard. <laughs> That's not the baseline of everything. They do not rule the world. That's not how it works. People live their lives differently and they should be able to live that regardless. Like recently, like, the U.S. is fucked right now. Roe versus Wade and all those stuff going on. And, like, it's, I don't know. We're, dig we're digressing. Sorry. Going back. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, um, I, so, 
I kind of want to go to the other side about our episode. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you, Dax. You com- you really explained um, non-binaryism way better than me researching about. So I want to thank you for that. So I kind of get it more now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm really going to be honest with you. Like for the longest time, I, I always told myself, when like when I would read an article, I'm like, I just, like, you know, I, I get frustrated. It's like, I just don't get it. You know what I mean? But I kind of get where you're coming from yeah. right now. And I guess... And I guess, you know, that's why I like having dialogues like this. Because, you know, when you get to understand people and their experience, then you kind of understand why people, you know, have certain feelings, why they choose to. Because, like, you know, I wish I could have invited those guys here, but I think it was better that I didn't. <laughs> you know, because I'm sure they will through those. I fought worse monsters than that. No, no, I, like, I, I, I'm glad I didn't invite them, not because I'm afraid for you. But I'm afraid for them <laughs> and for my show to like get canceled or something. Because... Like, dude, oh, like, yeah. So, no, but yeah. I I it was so hard for me, especially in career-wise. Like then people will call me out because I was dressing feminine and I would attend meetings and stuff. And I was in marketing and I would work with really macho brands, let's say like San Miguel or whatever. I shouldn't drop names, but like really macho beverages and alcohol, like high-end ones. And I would walk in the room and they were like, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, so where's Dax? And I'm like, I'm Dax, motherfucker. Laugh again, bitch. Like, I was lucky I was able to reach that point. And this is what I always tell all my gay kids and trans kids, that if you have decided to do something and you committed yourself to it, you have to be so good at what you do that people forget what you look like. And they cannot deny how good you are. So I want to be reaching that point that I can walk in in a tank top and cut up jean shorts and I will still be respected because they know how good I am. Because greatness cannot be denied. But that's can I ask I you though? I mean, that's very inspiring. I mean, honestly, like, you know, work trying to be so good that they only see your talent and not you in that sense, right? Well, work speaks for yourself. itself. Yeah. But wouldn't it be, I mean, in an ideal society, it would be like they don't really care how you look to begin with, right? Whether you're good or not, right? So I guess the, the, the next part of the episode that I wanted to talk to you about is Pride Month, especially in the Philippines, since you did live here for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so I guess in terms of Pride Month in the Philippines, do you remember what year was like the first one you ever celebrated in one? I don't know if there were marches back then, but I assume maybe there were like parties. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. a couple, but the most memorable one for me was the last one before I left. So 2019. Yeah. And um, 2020, the online one because I hosted it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's nice. All right. I hosted the 2020 online Pride March. Online. And I remember yeah. I was into VP Lenino. So that was also a big deal for me. So yeah. Um yeah, I think the last one, the physical one, because it's the first time that I brought my partner in the March in the Philippines. That's nice. hmm. So yeah. like with that one, uh with Pride March, no, I mean sorry, again, sorry, let me rephrase my question like you when was the first year you celebrated pride it doesn't have to be memorable right? like the first year you celebrated for 
because like I remember going out as a teenager, early twenties, going to Malate and all the gay places already. So I've always been doing it, but probably not the much, but the pro program after it. Yeah, yeah. I mean like you know the parties and whatever, right? It was so long ago. It was still Malate, probably before Jesus Christ. Oh wow, gosh. Malate. That's like sorry, but that's like old school. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the gays before Grinder, that's where they freaking hook up. Like I'm still boy presenting then, so yeah. Like for me, um, in terms of the year I went to college, I went to college 2011. Like that was my first year, and Malate was like more of a lunch place, not really a party place. Oh my god, it's so old. But I'm pretty pretty old. No, I mean, you know, you look, you, you look, I mean, I don't know your age, but you don't look old at all. But uh, anyway. I'm 56. Wait, what? 56. Sorry, did you say 56? No, I'm fucking with him. That, that's what I'm like, what? <laughs> I was going to say, you look great for 56. Yeah, like, I'm not 56. <laughs> no, because I was like, how did you be 56, but you went to college at 2003? I was trying to do the math. job. No, <laughs> No, but anyway, wow. if you can compute it, if I went to college in 2003, oh, you wouldn't be 56. I am not. <laughs> I know, but anyway, um, so the reason I was asking about, you know, if you remember what year you first celebrated Pride and all this, I wanted to ask you, like in the Philippines, um, every year since the first time you celebrated, have you seen a somewhat progression in well, both in sure. acceptance and such? For sure, definitely. Uh, uh, the last five years was such a major leap in terms of the community um, in the Philippines about, in terms of the community itself. It became more progressive, it became more accepting, it became more understanding. It, it really literally felt like a community that everybody held each other's backs. Because um, before it was still, there was still some sort of internalized homophobia People still didn't want to look gay. They didn't want to be clocked, as we call it. They want to be clocked that they're gay. Now they're like they're very liberated. They're very out there, and they're proud. They they're, yeah. they're literally uh, are. There is actually pride in being part of the community. There's no shame in it. For I mean, for the people who are active in it, I mean less. Less people were ashamed, you know? And it all boils down to visibility, really. Because they see more people, they watch more movies and stuff like that. That's why, because back in my time, dude, I fucked so many married men. Because, <laughs> like, they weren't, you know, they weren't out because they didn't see it. It wasn't normalized. And that's how you just really get it to happen. So when you when you're mentioning like the role of media, right? Like when I was younger, there's a film called I'm sure you know it, Brokeback Mountain. You, you remember yeah. that film, right? Yeah. And I remember how so many people were protesting the movie. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah, and actually, you know, for me, I mean, I'm gonna sound. I hope I don't sound mean or anything, but like if you look at the the premise and it's you know bare bones, it's about two gay cowboys in a mountain. Exactly. 
Right. And of course, at first, a lot of people made fun of it and, and stuff. But actually, you know, when you watch the film, it's really a good film about, you know, society um, back then where they couldn't, uh, not they couldn't accept, but they didn't understand, I guess, um, about people being gay and they have to hide their feelings and all these things. And back then, they hired two cisgender straight men to play the role. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. So, you know. Like, because I'm an actor, right? There's a ongoing debate. Why cannot straight people yeah. play gay roles, right? And yeah. my personal stand for it is that, and this was before um, Neil Patrick Harris played straight roles, um, is that, again, it comes with privilege. Straight people have more roles in the industry than gay people. There are very limited gay roles. And you're still not gonna give it to the gay people? Are you crazy? So it's it's never trickling, it's never punching up. You always have to be like, you know, like that's the thing. Same with like trans people or actors. Like that's why um Eddie Redmayne would never do it again. <laughs> because like when, when he played the first trans uh woman, yeah, the Danish girl. girl. Yeah. Right? So same thing with that, like that's a big no-no now because, like, there's so many trans women who can actually play it. Why they do it, right? And but would you say though that like, it's more of a a product of its time? Because I guess back then, everything, everything is. I agree, everything product of its time. Like, and that's why you learn from it. Like back in the day, slaves were okay. So, yeah. But we don't do that anymore because you learn from it, right? Yeah. So. That's the thing. It's just don't repeat the mistakes of the past, which is not something I can really say for the Philippines right now. But whatever. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, because here, I mean, I agree with you. you. Know, at the end of the day, I feel that it's like blackface. You know, if the role is meant for a person of color, just find a really good actor who's a person of color. And if you plethora of like, you will never. And let's just say, like, for example, like this nearly impossible situation that you cannot find one, then just find the second best one, you know. Yeah. I mean, just respect the just respect the heritage, I guess. And like the last play I did here was people were teasing me because I was co-opting or like, I was doing I was doing it because I played for a play here in Melbourne. I played a Malaysian Chinese trans woman for a play. Wow, okay. And so it was like, oh my God, people are teasing me, but well, I'm still Southeast Asian bitch. It's like, it's not far off. It's like, does the English cannot play an Irish man? <laughs> like, yeah. So like, I can play it. If it was a white person playing that, that role, then that will be. Kind of like um, Emma Stone, right? In that movie yeah, where she was like Hawaiian Chinese oh, or something. Like I wanted to bang my head in the wall because she does not. I mean, okay, this is not gonna sound nice, but like if she kind of looked like a, a Hawaiian Chinese, but let's say she wasn't, then fine. But she doesn't at all, right? Hawaiian like, like, would look Southeast Asian or Pacific Islanders. Though. Yeah, or they would kind of look like um Kristen Crook if you remember her from Smallville. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would believe that she's Hawaiian Chinese if she said yeah. so. Like right. um, Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in a Shell. 
But you know, Ghost in the Shell, though. I mean, Ghost here's I. No, but like, okay. I mean, I get that. Uh, but then again, if you look like if you look at the the scientist who made there, it was um Juliet Binoche, who's French, right? So I guess yeah. I, I don't know. Like, for me, that's still a bit. That's in, in, in the middle because they tried to fix it with the doctor being Caucasian. Yeah, but still, so I don't it's, see it as. I mean, I don't see it as bad. But I mean, if if you don't know Ghost in the Shell, but it's a very popular anime. It is, yeah. I love Ghost in the Shell actually. So like, uh, that girl's supposed to be Japanese. It's the same way they changed the ancient one in Doctor Strange. And oh, yeah, from people. Tibetan to. What did oh, she, what did Are you no, but Tilda Swinton was supposed to be something else. No, she wasn't supposed to be white. She was supposed to be um. But it's Tilda Swinton. She's white. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they should have gotten like know, Michelle Yeoh or something at least. Right, stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. same gay people. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sorry. Going back now, um, about like media and such, uh. Because you mentioned that you, you know, I, I guess when you say you're trans kids and you're gay kids, these are like young people who, you know, you're close with, right? No, actually, um, I, you... yeah, like in Manila, I have this, because I used to go out a lot in Poblacion, and yeah. I'm like the mother for the gay and trans kids in Poblacion. Yeah, the young so, bloods. Those are the people that I usually help out. Yeah, so, 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 so I go for it. Yeah, sorry. I want to ask you, how lucky are they to have a lot of media that is so inclusive? I mean, you have, let's just go like to cartoons, right? You have Adventure Time with, you know, um, LGBT there, Steven Universe. Yeah. Then there's this um, new show in Netflix, which I watched and I really liked because actually the one of Heartstopper. the lead oh, No, 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 not Heartstopper, not Heartstopper. It's a cartoon. It's called Dead End Park, I think. I haven't seen that. Dead oh, it's park. really nice. It's really, it's really nice. Um, oh, it's wait, a part- wait, wait. You know, I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the the main character there is a transgender man, I think. I mean, the character said that he was trans, so I assume. But, yeah. um, but, I mean, like, how lucky are they, in your opinion, that they have so much media? And fine, let's use Heartstopper. I read the graphic novels. I love the books. The show was okay. I mean, if I didn't read the books, I would like the show. But since I read the books, it's I'm just surprised you read BL books. That's that's so actually here. I'm not really a big BL person in the sense that because I know BL started out more in Thailand. I could be wrong. Yeah. And you know, my girlfriend loves BL, her friends love BL. I tried watching BL, I just really couldn't get into it. Like if there's like a GL, I guess. I don't know if there's GL, but you know, if there's there like is. a GL problem, oh there I mean I probably wouldn't get into it as well. But I read Heartstopper, and I kind of like the innocence of it. Because, you know, they're, like, in, what, grade 10, grade 11. So there's no, like, you know, sex or anything. It's just more about kissing yeah, the lips. It's big. not sexualized. Yeah, so that's what I love about it, that it's more of the innocence, killigness behind it, about finding someone you like. Yeah. So that's why I enjoyed the book. Because, yeah, like, if they, if they put, like, sex in it and stuff, I'd be kind of bothered because, you know, they're, like, grade 10. You know what I mean? Should I be reading this? <laughs> you know what I mean? As a, like a 30-year-old man, it's kind of weird for me. But again, that's, that, that's just me. But um, but yeah, so again, um, how lucky are they for you that they have so much media? You know, what I always say, that's why also I have a bunch of gay kids and trans kids that I mother to, is that I wish growing up, I saw stuff like this, and it would make my life exponentially less miserable. 
knowing that I am not a freak or, and I went to Catholic school from the first grade to the sixth Oof. grade. Dude, fuck me now. Like, <laughs> like, Damn. So, they are Was it like, a, was it like a gender exclusive school pa? I mean, uh, but oh, okay, okay. So there are boys and girls, man, at least. It's run by the oldest church in Manila. Okay, I know. No, 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 no need to mention. Oh, uh, but it's it's that stuff. Yeah. And so growing up, it was tough. Like, especially if those kinds of values were ingrained with you, thinking that these thoughts are bad and it's a sin. Um. So. It's even harder because you're also fighting that thought na, oh my God, this is a sin. I'm sinning. I'm doing something wrong. I'm going to go to hell. When... But you're not. You're fine. And like, the kids are very lucky because what I try to do now for them is that I try to be the person that I needed when I was growing up. Like, when I was still very active on TikTok, for a while I was very active. I was like, always an FYP page. And all I did was give advice to young gay and trans kids. And those are my TikToks. And you'll be surprised what these kids ask. They ask like, questions. What was, like, like, what was the most shocking question for you? That I was surprised. It's like, yeah, I've been seeing this person for a while. When do I tell this person I'm trans? And I'm like... Bitch, you tell them right away <laughs> the start. Yeah. Like, do not hide it. But this is the fear that they're scared of. Like, they, they won't be accepted. And you have to make them feel that it's okay. If a person doesn't like you for being trans, then that's not the person for you. And these are the questions that they have. They have, like, really, like, questions like, um, like, how do I... Is this love or is it not love? Like really mundane for our age, for my age at least, would be so and mundane. For my age too. Like, and then these kids are really sincerely asking me these questions because they do not know. These are like 18-year-olds, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah. So they're like, they ask me like, mom, where do you get your confidence? It's like, they're so surprised like for a, for me, just in Manila, I'm not completely passing. Probably on the first look, but on the second look, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, you're trans. But on the first look, you can pass. But on the second look, like, unlike my trans kids, and they're like, how do you get still get so confident whenever you walk in a room, knowing that these people might judge you? And these are the questions they ask. And like, and. You see what the need is. That space needs to be filled. So I'm glad they have all they I'm glad they have the fucking internet, mate. That's that alone. I'm glad that they can reach out to anywhere in the world and find out there are people like that. And they're not They're not like you they're not bad. like alone. Yeah. Yeah, they're not alone. There are people who go through this and there are people you can ask. Yeah. And how to to go through it, you know. So with with that one, I wanted to ask you about your statement because remember you said that there was like a I, girl guy I don't know 
saying, how do I tell this person that I'm transgender? Then actually my girlfriend made a point we're in. She said something like, you should only come out when you feel safe or something yes. like that. And that's the so daily... Not really yeah. like right the way, you know, maybe, you know, big tancha, as they say. It depends. It depends on where you're at. Yeah. Because what I always say, I give advice, because living the trans life is you're always putting yourself in probable danger whenever you get intimate with someone. Yeah. Trans people get killed when a dude finds out. Yeah. yeah. So what I would always say is that on set, I would, I would tell or like make the person know that before it gets to the bedroom. Yeah. If you don't want it, go for it, and you cannot go fucking. I don't want because this is what I hate. People, men, some men think that trans people are trapping them. Like, ooh, we're luring you. We're 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 making you confused. Well, like, what the fuck, man? Your dick is hard. Does that look confused to you? But I mean, at the end of the day. Just to be safe, on set, like, before we go to the bed, I'm like, dude, you know I'm trans, right? Cool, cool. Or like, um, but for some people, it's, it's, it's for kids, it's hard. Because since they really identify as women, for them saying that they're trans, especially if they're pre-op, it's difficult. Because that's not their full selves yet. And they understand yeah. why not. But for the safety of it, because at the end of the day, what is, what's in between my pants are none of your business. I'm not going to go walk around South Korea. Look at me, bitches. I'm trans. No. And it's even it's even more rude to ask, are you pretty off? It really is. That's like, super, yeah. Well, are you gonna, my answer usually is that, do you still have a dick? My answer is like, why? Are you going to put it in your mouth? That's my whole answer. It's kind of like, like asking a cisgender man, are you circumcised? That is like the weirdest thing to ask in the world. Bro, like, I ask you, do you have a dick or not? Because for all I know, you're a trans man. Yeah. Right? It's such a, like, you, you know, every, like what I mentioned, right? When every time I research about these things, they always say, never ask about genitalia. But even before that, when I was growing up, I, I found it so weird. Why would I it ask that? Matter. Yeah, it no, no, no. It's more of, it's, it's not being about whether it matters or not. It's just such a really weird question to ask. It's a rude question to ask. It's a rude question to ask. Like, yeah, yeah, it's such a, like, why would you ask that to begin with? Like, <laughs> the only reason you're going to ask that is you're going to put it in your mouth, bitch. No, that's what I say. You, you, are you pre off post of why are you going to put it in your mouth? If you're going to put it in your mouth, then I'll answer it. <laughs> Does that make sense? You, you try, yeah, 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 yeah. Ask a stupid question, you get a fucking stupid answer. Yeah. So you know, what vibes I get from you, Dax? Do you know? Do you know the show Post by any chance? Oh yes, I do. Okay, so I guess like there's like two sides of Dax, in my opinion. If it's okay for me to say, like there's this loving, caring side of Dax to our children. So you're kind of like MJ Rodriguez. What's her name in the show? Um, uh, Bianca. Evangelist. Blanca, right? Blanca, Blanca. Then there's this feisty. I'm going to I'm gonna kill a white woman side. So you're like Electra. Remember yeah. that scene when they were in like um Boston or something with that girl, that white girl who was complaining I'm about Yeah, we, we fought to our way for this table, we're gonna eat at this table. I always say that. Yeah, the one about the one dollar scrunchie and stuff. Like at that scene, I was like, damn, welcome to the comedy central roast of privileged people, everyone. Dude, you're oh god. 
when I moved to Australia, that's when I realized the intersectionality of all the struggle. Because I'm, I'm basically winning the marginalized um, wheel of fortune. I'm an immigrant, I'm a trans person, and I'm a person of color. I'm like way down there in the food chain, you know? So this is the only way I realized that all the struggles are has an intersectionality to it. It's still alive. So yeah. So like with that one, no, sorry, I'm just so curious about these these young right. kids. Like, aside from you know, questions like should I when should I tell the person or whatever, were there other questions that kind of that you found surprising or like you know what I mean? Excuse me, I, I should have muted. Um surprising is like when people still make it a big deal that a married man would want to fuck a dude. Not because he's married, but because he's wanna fucking a wanna fuck a dude. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wish you had that question before that. So, mom, ano tawag sa lalaki may asawa anak pero gusto ng lalaki? Um, someone who wants to explore? Not just kidding. You don't know what that dude and his wife have agreed on. What if it's a fucking open marriage? So again, that that culture of like it's weird to book and talk about it, like oh my god, like it 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 doesn't matter. It's none of your business. What I do is none of your business. At the end of the day, go live your fucking boring, white-ass, basic life, and I'm going to live mine. We're fine, you know? And, like, the kids really are clueless, and that's why I think they're just looking for more things. Like, for example, these kids, I'm so glad they're really taking looking after their mental health because when we were young that's just no, or more like you're crazy no i mean like if you feel bad about something if you're clinically depressed then you're crazy yeah 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 that's what they would say before yeah, so that's good aside from that and the same thing that they have been very very open in sexuality like these kids are so Lucky that there's the, the 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 earlier gays, even the ones before me, have made this space for them to live in. That they, I hope, I hope, and I will make sure that they acknowledge Jesus Christ. Like, relax. So, like with with that one, Dax, I wanted to ask you, like. Um, because there's something that's quite controversial when it comes to the community, and you kind of mentioned a while ago, which is passing, or the term passing, right? Yes. And I, I want to hear your take on it. Like, do you think that's something that's hurtful, or do you think it's just neutral? Like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's hurtful, or you know what I mean? For trans people, whether you're passing or you're not passing, or whoever's standards that is you are valid the people who are passing are not more valid than you you are as equally as valid as them if you identify as a trans woman and you want to present as a trans woman go for it it doesn't matter because at the end of the day that's it because there's this stigma now i 
mukha naman siyang babae, so malamang babae siya talaga. So, okay na yun. Pero, paano yung... How, how about the people? Are there struggles not real? Are there struggles not as valid as mine or as yours? So, I really do not like and subscribe to this passing, not passing thing. I think it's unfair, unjust, and it's really destructive that you have to be passing as a woman, that you have to passing, you have to fit yeah. a, a certain standard of femininity to be a woman. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. If I feel like a woman and I present as a woman, whether your standards, it's like, for example, standards of passing are different. Yeah. I, I'm super sure with that. Yeah. In Manila, again, going back in Manila, the first night you go out with me, you can clock it. Oh, uh, they're trans. One night going out with Manila. Here, I've been going out with a bunch of friends for three months every weekend. On the third month when I was talking about trans stuff, the dude literally said, well, thank you for coming out with us, or, uh, coming out to us. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I didn't think that you were trans. I just thought that you were a large woman. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, we've been going out, like, not dating, I'm going out to party for the last three months. I'm like, yeah, we just thought you were a big woman. Actually, so that, um, I have something to admit. Yeah. I also thought the same thing. Oh, really? I didn't know. Well, because so, now, um, so because I, I, I hope you don't take that as an insult or anything. I honestly also thought the same thing, so... A picture, a picture, lang. No, but even uh, okay, because like I was talking to, I mean, after after you explained yourself, Kanina, in the video, that's like, oh, okay, so that isn't a large woman. <laughs> oh, so, so I well, hope you don't take it as an insult. I'm not, no, I'm not insulted because I'm surprised. Because, like, yeah, even my the trans kids here who would walk up to me, like. Because I'm not even, I'm not, and I don't shouldn't even say this because some, some kids will feel bad. But yeah. for example, people assume I'm on hormones. I'm not. Because I do not know if I want to be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not on hormones. So people just assume. And this is a reflection also of just literally how you handle yourself. Femininity is not on the looks. Like I'm not, I haven't done surgery. Somebody literally just asked me on Instagram if I had had surgery. I haven't. The biggest surgery I had was my ingrown big toe in Bahatimed. That's it. <laughs> like, that's the biggest surgery. Like, I didn't what have any surgery. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't had a feminization surgery. Like, and the only thing that I changed is how I see myself and how I feel about myself. I feel a bit more feminine. And apparently, it changes how you look and how you act. And you look very feminine. Yeah, but for me, going back to your question, passing, whenever people like, so my answer is that, is passing dangerous? It is. And again, when we talk about passing, on whose standard? What is the standard? Do we follow the golden ratio? What What is passing? Yeah. Because actually, you know, thinking about passing, right? Um, can I just give you like, okay, so I watched posts, right? And there's yeah. this one episode yeah. that I was a bit like, it pissed me off a bit. Um, and that was when, remember when Blanca was trying to go into a gay bar? Remember that? 
Uh-oh. And um, it, I think it's the same episode, but you can correct me if wrong. And there's like a scene where she says that she doesn't pass or something like that. Then when I was when I was watching that this whole time, I was like, actually, I mean, again, passing is, you know, draconian. It doesn't matter, right? But you know, in my mind, I was like, MJ, you shouldn't be. I was like, MJ, you should be saying shit like that. I mean, <laughs> it's still a thing. Yeah, like, yeah but I mean, like, like I remember in Landmark. I still feel bad about changing in a women's dressing room because I feel like in Manila I don't pass. Yeah, like without makeup and stuff, like I feel like I wouldn't pass because I don't go shopping in full glam. So, so unlike Heart Evangelista, right, who wears like a dress to buy corn beef or whatever. Gosh, <laughs> stupid. So yeah, I mean, passing shouldn't be a thing. It's so. Like for example, sa Pilipinas, kung passing ako, pwede ako mag-CR sa pambabae. Kung hindi ako passing, sa panlalaki, hindi kinuupakan ako doon. It's, it's dangerous. You have can the I, physical danger to it. Like, can I, can I tell you a story? Yeah. So, um, this was a few weeks ago, give or take. I was in um, Green Hills. I, I think you know that mall, right? Green Hills. Yeah. yeah. They used to live in there. Oh, you did? Okay, we could talk offline about it. But anyway... Um, but anyways, uh, yes. what do you call this? I remember I was going, to, I was going to the males, you know, bathroom because again, I'm a yeah. very cracker kind of person, right? Very boring. Uh, and there are these three, well, you know, women in front of me. Well, I assume they're women. I don't know if they're non-binary or what, right? Because again, I only see what's on the outside, not yeah, what's on true. the inside. It's right? fine. It's fine. It's and fine. you know, it really, it really surprised me AF. When they went to the men's CR, because I was expecting them to go to the women's, you know, and I think that kind of goes to your what you said, where in a few pass, you know, you can use the women's CR, you know, they'll give you the red carpet, and it's like, yeah, go, go pee, go poo. But if you don't, you have to go to the men's CR. Then, I mean, uh, there's this guy I watch. His name is John Oliver. I'm not sure if you know him from last I week. Love John I, I love John Oliver. I love John Oliver too, right? And he had this episode about transgenderism, or you know, transgender, right? I haven't uh, seen that. Oh, it's a really I think you should see it. It's an excellent, excellent episode. What's it um, I think it's called just last week tonight, transgender <laughs> rhythm, I think. But anyway, um yeah. he had the, he had so he was talking about you know being transgender and the struggles, especially using the bathroom, right? And he showed this photo of this guy. I can I can no longer name remember the name of the guy, but he showed this photo of this transgender man who is super masculine looking, he's a cowboy pa. I mean, like you get my you get my point, right? But because of Texas laws about the bathroom, he had to go to the women's bathroom. And I'm gonna be honest with you, he looks so ridiculous in the women's bathroom because he's like a dude. You know what I mean? Like, like can we not let people pee and poo where they feel okay with? A lot of bathrooms here in Australia now are gender neutral. It's just so men, women, men, women. Up to you. Because if you're going to be a dick in a bathroom, it doesn't matter which kind of bathroom you go to. You're going to be a pervert. You're going to be a pervert anywhere. Exactly, yeah. People I mean, just like, want to pee. Yeah, or poo. Yeah, I mean, like, I can let, like, like to John Oliver's point as well. Have you ever heard of a crime where a pervert pretended to be transgender just to go to a woman's bathroom? So stupid. That it's like, I, know, so I mean, it's like stupid. such an, it's like, it's like space bestiality. Like, You've never like it's something like does that even happen? And the worst it's, part is what if you're giving ideas to perverts 
because you're saying stupid shit like that, right? It's it's so stupid. It's like, oh gosh. Because, I mean, like, at the end, they, people just, wh- why do you go to the bathroom? It's either you need to pee, you need to poo, or maybe you just want to wash your face or whatever. I mean, you get what I mean. Like, you just yeah. need a place to, ref- to freshen up and you leave. Relieve. Yeah, it's not, people are stupid. It's like annoying. Like, it happened to, uh, it, I hate it when it happens. It's like, it's so stupid. I just, just people would just want to pee. What do you think yeah. they're doing there? <laughs> so, are they selling drugs or what? I mean, no, but like, I remember there's this lady um, in the Philippines. I think this was like 2018 or something. Like, she used the girls' bathroom in a. In the in Cubao, right? In the Cubao right, mall. Friends literally stormed there because they were closed. But she was live streaming everything, and my friends stormed there. And you're the yeah, arrested. Like they put handcuffs on her. Yeah, like, they're holding her in the fucking mall. That's stupid. No, that's not, fuck? that's not. That's not really being stupid. That's being cruel, actually. Yeah, and then when the, media the, the the guard, the lady guard started fainting and shit. Like, what the fuck, stupid? And I the didn't even female guard, pa. Huh? It was a female guard. And the thing is, yes, the, the lady guard was wrong, but it's still the lack of education in the country, the lack of representation. Because where do these people get their education most? On TV. Yeah. The internet. Books. So if they don't see it, they would not even bother. They think the world is still 1972. You know? So I, I appreciate that reference, by the way. Right? <laughs> now, subtle hints for you listeners out there. You have a bingo card. That's like a that's like a class A reference. Actually, more than being pretty, I'm actually very smart. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm a political science student. I, I really appreciate that reference. I mean, like, it's the 50th anniversary of it, bitch. Uh, anyway. Celebrate the 50 years, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah. yeah so, so, yeah, like... But then, you know, can I ask you something, Bax? And Go I just want it. to hear your opinion on this. So, I, I again, I know people who are transgender, and they have different opinions about different things, right? Yes. So, there's this um, pageant here called Miss Transglobal. So, yeah. it's like a, it's kind of like a Miss Universe-type pageant, but only for transgender women. Yeah. I think Jamie's uh, the one who's organizing it in the first yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, it's a Love Yourself um co-production thing I, I don't know if that's what you describe it but yeah um and you know i know people who joined that and people who didn't and stuff like that so i asked them like because remember there's that fight for transgender women to join miss universe right and this universe said you know what we allow it yeah for, yeah yeah they mean like miss um spain um angela ponce yeah. then um i think she was the only one so far right I, yes. but i could be wrong then um because yeah Spain because Spain is progressive AF. Yeah, you know the main reason with Christians are Christians now are the Spaniards who just sent someone to the Miss Universe as a trans woman. So anyway. So anyway, um so I asked them because of course for me, women are women, right? Whether you're transgender or cisgender, for as long as you're a woman, you're a woman, period. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. But I asked them this. Okay, so, you know, let's say everyone supports, yeah, let's have transgender women join this universe, not a problem because, you know, you're a woman, period. But how would you feel if a cisgender woman decided to join, let's say, Miss Trans Global, for example? I want to take I want to hear your opinion on that. Would you be okay with that if it's just to make a statement or would you not be okay with that? We have to look at it in a very again. Sure. It's the same thing with the actors. Yeah. The same thing with getting gay roles. As I mentioned earlier, why is it not okay for straight men to get gay roles? And why is it okay for gay men to play straight roles? So, straight men already have so many straight roles they can get. Gay yeah. men, trans women, trans people don't have a lot. So don't eat up from that. Go, go eat those 52 others that you can get. Same thing with women. Why is it okay for trans women to do Miss Universe? Because it's a bit the same way. There's so many pageants for women. And they are technically women. They can join that, you know? Trans women are women, but cis women are not trans women. If the pageant is for trans women alone, if it was a normal pageant, then join. But it's yeah. a, a trans woman, you're a cis woman. Is Miss Universe just Miss Universe just for cis women? Does it say Miss Cis Universe? No, unless they put up there. Yeah. Then trans women can join. That's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like a deductive kind of thing. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? It does. So I guess for me, because my answer to that question was when I was asked that, no. Yeah. Because when, when you hear something like that, yeah, online, no. I mean, Champ, at first you want to no, think of course, of course. what would be right. And I said to myself, and this was, this was my answer I said, I would rather have a future wherein. Um, all pageants didn't have like specifications. For like sure. if it's all if it's just for women, it's for women. Period. Whether you're trans or cisgender. So like for example, Miss Trans Global, it could be for example Miss Global. Yeah. Then both transgender and cisgender could join. So I mean, that's my answer. That I would rather fight where in pageants accept all women. Period. That's true. That's, I mean, that's, that's how I see. It. But I do see the value of. No, I mean, I mean, sorry, just sorry to cut you off, but that Perfect. is the. But your question was like. Why can't they go trans global? So yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I mean, sorry, I was asked that question before. Oh, so sure. I wanted to hear your idea of it. So I mean, I mentioned my answer. Yeah, yeah. So I answered it like that because, of course, what you said is the goal. Correct. Yeah. General women. Period. But in order to answer that question, people have to understand why. Yeah. First. So Correct. the objective is just let all women join. Correct. Because is, is this universe's standard is the, is what is Miss Universe standard to join? The ability to give birth? Is that is that the standard? <laughs> you know, there's no there's no rule like that. If I'm not mistaken, you get straight. Is that and why is that vital? Does that make sense? And also yeah. the same way that to answer to dive in deeper to my answers that because cis women's struggles are although parallel and aligned to trans women's struggles. They're not the same. Yeah. So a trans woman will go through the same struggle as a cis woman, but a cis woman will not go through the same struggles as a trans woman. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like right now, I realize like 
oh, is this what girls go through when I transition? It's like, fuck. Because it's, of maybe I, if you're taking hormones and such, right? Yeah, or, or just passing. Because around here, I'm passing. I go to a club and I go through this dick-ass bullshit of men being gross. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, what do I say? Like, you know, like, I remember that Johnny Bravo episode wherein he got turned into a woman. Peak, watch it. Um, what, what a reference, though. Peak reference. Okay. I'm so a fucking pop culture nerd, man. Like, it's stupid. Like, there's this one episode where Johnny Bravo was turned to a woman. Because people were asking, like, Johnny is such a misogynist, and Johnny Bravo doesn't understand why catcalling hurts. And then this witch turns him into a woman. And it explained it perfectly why it was annoying what they were doing. Because he had to go through it. So, so very progressive of the creators of Johnny Bravo, though. Dude, that was like five, six years ago? Oh, only? I thought this was like a 2000s episode. Oh, probably, probably. Johnny Bravo stopped there. Marla, I remember it being like 2002, 2003. Probably, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, for, I mean, for the time of 2003, that's very progressive. Well, I mean, product uh, of the time, right? But the rest of the world is pretty much a bit more forward, but still representation. But that was just like discussing misogyny. So, yeah. But, you know, can I just give a shout out? There's this film I saw. Uh-huh. Called Maze. No, not Maze Runner. Um, shoot. What do you know that film wherein they always get they have to go through like these um puzzles? If not, they die. It's not, it's not Saw. It's that other one. It's not Maze Runner. It's a uh, wait. Can you give me Puzzle. one more? Wait, give me Hostel. one more. I'm going, to, I'm going to Google it. All right, but uh, Hostel? sorry, not hostile, not hostile. Uh, um, wait a second. I'm gonna, okay, so it's called Escape Room. That's the film. Oh, okay. I haven't okay. seen it yet. So, all right. So Escape Room, I'll just give you the premise. So Escape Room is basically people are put in rooms that they need to escape. If not, they die different yeah. ways. And the recent one was called Escape Room Term- Tournament of Champions. And you know what? They gave a role to India Moore. And yeah. her role wasn't transgender woman. Her role was, I think, named Becky or something. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot now going on, especially with Brian Murphy stuff. Like, the first play... I did hear the role was for a woman. It it doesn't matter. No, but I mean the reason why I mentioned that was it's just so nice, you, you know, yeah. that you could be, let's say, a transgender person given the role of just being a woman or a man and even, even like uh here recently I've been doing callbacks for plays and the role I was getting called back for was basically for women. Yeah. It's a woman role. So it's like really nice. Right? And I think I, it's a nice feeling that yeah, because like, Yeah, go for yeah, it. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I'm telling my partner, like, dude, if I was a trans actor in the Philippines, I would never even be getting an invite for this audition. But yeah, it's true though. Unless and, like, if you're in indie movies. In indie movies, the the, the, the roles of trans women in except for Rod. Rod, I love Rod for Mabu. I was there. If you could, who were you? you yeah, I watched Mamu. Who were you there? I was one of the parlouristas. I was like working in parlor because Ron is a friend. Because I remember. Okay, so I watched the film. Uh, and 
Sige, I'll watch it again. No, because I recognize some of the people there because they're from Babaylan. Yeah, Babaylan. Yeah, yeah. so I, I recognize some. But I don't... I'm sorry, I'm not trying to say you're not a good actor or anything, but maybe no, I was in the bathroom during the scene. Did you, did you have like speaking roles or anything? Did, did you say something? Did you say something? Lines, but it's like a bit role. It's like... Because it because Rod is a friend and like he asked. So us you did like, like a cameo type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was whatever. I had a couple of lines, but yeah, actually like, when I said that, um, unless if it's an indie film, that was actually the movie I was thinking about. Because um what's if the lead actress? What's her name? Uh the girl with the very unique voice. Yeah, yeah, I mean and she won she was really yeah, she was so fucking good in that. And I was so happy that she was nominated as best actress. But she won. Yeah, and she won. No, but I mean, it's more about where they put her in. Because yeah. they could have been sent put her in Best Actor, right? So that would be rude. That would be stupid. No, and because like, it's kind of like, um, what's his name? Jared Leto for... Um, he identifies as a man. And that also, that fucking Texas... Um, no, but then like his... But then he was a transgender woman, though. Yeah, like, that, like, and let's not talk about Jared Leto. I, I guess... So I guess like... <laughs> award shows. So I guess award shows put you in like a category where you identify as, I guess. Yes. So um, for example, me, if I won an award, that's the that's what uh, somebody asked me this like so. Yeah. You, where would Wait, they put? Yeah. No. Where would they? Where, what would you say? Let's say for example, let's say you starred in a film, you're nominated for an Oscar. Of course, the Oscars will be like, um, Dax, um, we want to be as progressive as possible. You where know do we put that- you? That there's a movement now in Hollywood where they want to abolish best actor, best actress, but just having best acting performance. But what if they want to give to two, though? That means they'll put they'll only give it to one per year. Best acting performances, because it's as why is why is a man's acting different from a woman's acting? What makes it different? Like, I, I think they're doing that in MTV now. MTV. Uh, movie awards, they already just have one well, like best acting performance. I mean, just like for example, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. But as an actor, like, you don't like if I was acting with a male presenting actor, your acting is no different from mine. Why your category different? Why is my category different? Okay, but let's just say though. It's like, do you have a best action film and do you have a best comedy film? Do you have (laughs) not in in the Oscars, but in in the Golden Globes though, they have best um, musical slash comedy and best. um, So to be fair, at least they have that. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. I was like, yeah, special. That's not a good thing. But no, but okay. Let's just put. I mean, they also have best musical performance by an actor. They have best musical performance. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, for me, technically, just do like best musical performance. But what if they want to give it to two people? And they want to give it to one who presents as a male and one who presents as a female. But why though? Why does it have to be different? Is is a male's performance different from a female? Different from a female? I guess it's not that. What if they just want to give out many awards? Then give top three best musical performance. <laughs> <Top> three. <laughs> right? okay. oh, sorry, it's just I'm very old school when it comes to stuff like that. But okay, can I just no, put in that again, again, tradition is the number one enemy of innovation. 
just because people have been doing it in the past doesn't mean that you have to do it again or continue to do it. Especially when okay. you know there's something to move forward to. So I guess that you can see the Theo of Madrid in me uh, when it comes to stuff like that. But okay, but can I ask you though? Let's just put you in that the hypothetical situation. Okay, let's say you star in a film. Let's say you're whether you're lead or supporting doesn't matter. Then yeah. the Oscar is like, hey Dax, we're gonna nominate you. But unfortunately, it's either male or female. I'm definitely not a man. That's so you say, sure. put me the female side. Like, you'd be um, okay with that. Uh, yeah, like I literally had that epiphany like, like last year. Last year or this year? Last year. Like, I was non binary, and a friend of mine asked me, like, so why do you want to be trans woman? Like, I'm not sure. Right now, I don't feel both. And then I attended this gay event here. It's like a sex on premise event. That's how forward Australia is. There's like parties here that you can have sex in it. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my god, your face. It's so normal here. It's a normal. There are clubs that have sex on premise. Anyway. And I went to the so progressive and raunchy at the same time, but okay. <laughs> they have saunas here, They're like really just made for having sex in. <laughs> okay, but yeah, sorry, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went there and nobody was mean to me or horrible. They were actually nice and they're like, we look good, blah blah. But since I was trans feminine, I really felt like I was not part of that. I wasn't part of this anymore, which had a push and pull with me because I used to be part of that. That used to be my stomping ground. I used to be queen bee of fucking gay events and shit. And now I go to this gay event as a non-binary trans feminine presenting person, a female presenting person. I felt so out of it. I'm like, and at that moment I was like, I'm not a gay man. For sure, definitely. I may be a lot of things, but a man is not it. So that's already, deductively, that's already out of the picture. So in the future, if I end up being a trans woman, then whatever. But I'm definitely not going to end up as a man. Period. <laughs> okay. So if the Oscars come calling, you'll be like, yeah, just put me in the female side for now. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, actually, um, as promised, Dax, I don't want to keep you any longer. It's nearly uh, midnight there. Or I think it's midnight there, probably. Yeah. Uh, but you know, before I let you go, I just want if it's okay to ask you one last question. Go for it. Um, so I guess you know, since you are a me major mother figure in a way, uh, what would you tell um, you know, the young LGBT kids who may be listening or watching this later on? What's your message to them for this Pride Month? This is the something that I always say, and I've said it to a lot of other talks I've done. Yeah. Is that you have to find your value, a value that you see for yourself, because that is the liftoff point of everything else in your life. Because at the end of the day, the value you give yourself is the value that others will see in you. And based on the value that you give yourself, that's how you will train people on how to treat you, based on how you treat yourself. So, and that value can, you may get it from other people, but it will never be given to you. You have to get it. You have to find it. You have to search for it. 
in my case, it was my experience and what I went through and my expertise and knowing where I have been and what I have done. And that's the value that nobody can take away. Thus, I can walk into any room and I can say, like, none of you motherfuckers have shit on me. And I'll be talking to them with no remorse, not remorse, with no um, feeling of being smaller than them. I am your equal, if not better. That's the value I see for myself. And that's what they should learn to have. I'm not saying that they should have it now or tomorrow or the next day, but that's something you should search for, the value you have for yourself. Great. Well, thank you again so much, Dax, for closing out, actually, Iglap's Pride Month edition uh, for this oh, year. So, thank you so much. I mean, it's been a great um, episode with you, very enlightening and stuff. So before I let you go again, um, you know, what if there are people who want to contact you, you know, maybe ask you some questions, maybe they're, they're yes. wondering their own gender <laughs> identity or whatever, where can they contact you? Just follow me on TikTok or Instagram. I actually have answered a couple of questions who literally just dm me in instagram i was like how'd you find this i was like it's the same handle as your tiktok oh you're right so just follow me at daxibebe it's d-a-x-i-e-b-e-b-e that's on instagram and tiktok if you have any questions if you have want some guidance or help i'm more than happy to give that to you and all i ask for you in return is to pay it forward Great. Well, Dax, thank you again so much, everyone. Eglap will be back next week. We will have Emma Rouge again on this uh, podcast. But until then, happy Pride, everyone. Take care and stay safe. Thanks again, Dax. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.